All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. After 5 o'clock, welcome back. Jason Greger. Connor Halley with you. Man, this day has flown by. We're already three hours through the show. What is happening? Well, hey, you know what? Uh, uh, Oiler fans are giddy. The text line's going crazy. We talked a lot about that. Of course, uh, lots about the uh, the Alberta Junior Hockey League. We'll get to uh, more of that uh, later on uh, this hour. Um, I, I don't know what's going to unfold there. I, I don't... I get, you know, talking to a few people, and I had one of my buddies who's a lawyer... Who, uh, who called me and was like, he asked about it. And then he just said, like, can they do that? I said, well, dude, I don't know. And so I, I kind of looked up to it, but I would like, if, if you haven't broke any rules and the league knew about it before it went public, cause it wasn't just like all of a sudden it went public. The league's like, what? We didn't know anything about this. Like the league had known about that these five teams were leaving. So I'm not a lawyer. So I don't play one on TV. So, um, I do wonder, you know, what comes of that and, you know, what will happen. Um, so we'll see. I, I do think the AJHL can be fine with 11 teams. They used to only have eight. I think it can be fine. It can be competitive. And, uh, the five teams leaving the BCHL, I think they'll be fine too. So it's, uh, it'll just be different. Um, I, I do think that the notion that the five teams who left, um, were, uh, super rich and it's all about making more money. I, I don't think you understand. Talk to Sherpark Crusaders about how much money they've made, right? Talk about, uh, talk to Okotoks, how much money they made. Spruce Grove, how much money they make just as that organization. I, I don't think it's as profitable as people assume. Most AJHL owners do it for the love of the sport and aren't making a ton of money. Now, where they could make money is when they sell their team. But on a year-to-year basis, there's not a lot of them making money. And uh, I've known guys who were actually part owners of other organizations a few years ago, and they were never making money, losing money. So uh, I, I do think that's a little bit of a fallacy that, oh, this is just so they can make more money. I'm like, what? Do you have proof of that? I don't, because you do know that their travel expenses are going to go up. So where are they suddenly getting way more money from? I'm just curious. Let's get to the uh, spec report. Brought to you by NextGen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated and uh, proud to sponsor 
Devo McCune as he uh, makes his run on the bobsleigh to the Olympics on the uh, World Tour now uh, this year to get some experience. And then you got the Olympic qualifiers coming up next year. So best of luck from everybody at nextgentransportation.com. Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet uh, joins us. Uh, was in Calgary as the uh, Oilers extended their winning streak to uh, 13 games. And then uh, today, uh, Speck was sitting beside me as they uh, unveiled Corey Perry in his press conference. Speck, I guess let's start with the win. And uh, the Oilers said they wanted a better start. Well, they got a better start, man. That game, Dan Vladar is the only reason that game was close in the first 20 minutes. Yeah, it was. It's, you're exactly right. The Oilers were, were frankly by far the better team for a game that was really just 2-1 in the end with an empty net goal. Uh, it very much favored Calgary. They were, Edmonton was better. They were better defensively. They were better offensively. We'll never know with goaltending because Skinner didn't have near the workload, but he was very good. Uh, it was, I mean, you won't see many 2-1 hockey games that are that with that much disparity in them, Jason, than the one we all watched on Saturday night. Yeah, like. I I don't know if Connor Brown's ever going to score. I don't know how he missed. Like He was in the perfect spot, and he shot back against the grain into Vladar when he had the whole wide open net. There's a guy who just right now can score literally into a wide open net. And so maybe eventually he'll score. He's getting chances. How about... uh... Go ahead. Sorry, excuse me. How, yeah. how about Dylan Holloway's game, though? Dylan Holloway's game was fantastic. I oh, thought. yeah, it was great. He, uh, put it on a platter. Playing center, he put it on a platter for Brown, should have scored. Uh, put it on a platter for who's the other guy set up that didn't score? Uh, two guys he yeah, set up. He could have had two assists. Oh, uh, Cody Cece. Yeah, although Cody that one, Cece, that one was a, a, yeah, a little in front of Cece, but you're right. It was close. Yeah, upper. yeah. Yeah, the two guys who don't have a goal. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, the point is, the, he picked the wrong guys. Yeah. I get it. But no, I, anyway, I thought Holloway was excellent. For your first game back up, I thought he was really, really good. Uh, you know, I mean, we'll segue to Corey Perry. You just added two big players, one of them really fast and one of them really wily uh, to your lineup. Uh, you know, the order just got a whole lot better adding those two guys and didn't cost him anything. Yeah. Well, that's the greatest part about it. Like, think about it. So in 48 hours, they Hamlin and Ernie are out, Holloway and Perry are in at no, the, well, at a cost of $108,000 in cap space. That's it. Right. So it's, right. that that's well, a, yeah. that's a significant improvement to your team at, at virtually no cost. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, you know, and like, it's funny. We, of course, it's talk radio, sports radio in Edmonton. So we're talking about their needs, like right about from October 7th on here. But their needs at the trade deadline are changing all the time, aren't they? Yeah. You know, like, okay, we talked about their fourth line getting bigger. Well, maybe they just added two big, strong guys right now. Uh, we've talked a lot about their goaltending. And then, and then Skinner took the job and look how good he is. So now maybe they need a backup. Well, Gee, Pickard's been good, and look what's going on in the minors. Jack Campbell's rocking like a nine twenty his last nine or ten starts. So, you know what? It's a good thing that that Ken Holland waits so close to the trade deadline to make his moves because he might have made a bunch of wrong ones if he started already. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you you know what? Had had he, and hey, <laughs> preaching. I think you know Ken Holland believed that his team that he built was good, and they just were playing bad, and and obviously they proved him right. 
And, you know, I even talked to some of the players, like, even when we were 2 9 and 1, he goes, We played long stretches of games we played well, and then we would just give the game away on two or three terrible decisions. And that's true. It was like, you go back and you could look at a lot of the games, they're out shooting teams and everything, and then just giving away goals. And so they, they've really tightened it up, Spec. Since the NHL expanded in 1967, 1968, which is, you know, a good 50 plus years. There has yeah. been a total of 10 NHL teams who have played 11 or more consecutive games and allowed only two or fewer goals. The orders are one. The, really? Win- the Winnipeg Jets are one, and both are active. So uh, I put that in my Orders Nation article today. It's, uh, um, you know, like th- them allowing two or fewer in 11 straight games is ridiculous. It doesn't happen. Oh, my God. It's It's – and it, I mean – this is the final hurdle for me. Like this is, and, and, you know, I remember writing after that when they got bounced off by Chicago, that until the leaders of the team who get all the ice time, figure out how to play hockey like this, the rest of the team won't follow and they won't get where they need to go. Well, they figured it out because McDavid's game, let's start at the top. I mean, McDavid's game, he's, he looks, you know, he looks like Crosby the way he's playing the game right now. He's there aren't as many five point nights. He might not win the R. Ross, but his competitive level uh, at both ends of the rink is through the roof. Like he is leading by example. Um, you know, their best players are playing a lot of minutes, and this team's on the streak that you just talked about. So this is the huge. You know, these are the games you're going to get all spring long, all the way to a Stanley Cup. They led every game in that Vegas series last year, Jason. Mm-hmm. Every game they had the lead, and they four of them, they couldn't protect it. This team here looks like they're figuring out how to protect it. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point, Speck. And that, that, when you have the offense capabilities, because look at Vegas. There was games Vegas found a way to outscore them. Right, like they had some high-scoring games, and Vegas was a team that prided himself on being good defensively. You don't have to be good defensively every night in the playoffs. You just have to be better defensively than your opposition for at least four out of the seven games, right? And then if there's one game where it's like, yeah, okay, you don't have to. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, and then if there's a game where you know what, maybe it's an offensive back and forth. Okay, fine. But really, at the end, like I, you don't have to play perfect every night in the playoffs to win series. You just have to be better than the other team four out of seven. I, I totally agree. My my, and people are probably tired of hearing it, but I've always said you don't have to go into every game saying we're going to win two one or even three two. But in the play, those games will find you. You're going to find yourself in those games, and when you're in them, you got to be able to win them. And in October and December and January. They come along, but in the playoffs, maybe three to four out of seven games are going to be that three, two, two, one game. And if you've arrived at the playoffs and you haven't figured out how to win those ones yet, you won't advance. You just won't win three or four series if you can't win that tight game when it shows up. You never know when it's coming, but when it comes, you got to be able to win it. Yeah. That's totally fair. And so, you know, we'll see uh, where the orders go. What's what's about Perry's not going to play uh, today. He's not going to play tomorrow. Um, or sorry, he's not going to play th- tomorrow or Thursday, but sounds like it's uh, Saturday. What did you make of his press conference today? Uh, I thought, in fact, you know what I've covered, you've covered, we've all covered a lot of different guys coming back from a lot of different things that they don't like talking about, you know, tough situations. And I'm not saying it wasn't of his own making, but you try sitting down in front of those cameras and on that podium and under those lights and talk about how you screwed up 
Uh, it's not easy, right? And I thought that he was very open and very willing to talk about it and very, uh, he took complete and total ownership and he didn't make a statement and say, I'm not addressing this after I make this statement like a lot of guys do because they don't want to face the tough questions. He faced the tough questions and plenty of them. So in terms of that part of Corey Perry, I, I was very, I, I admire the way he, he took it on and he owned it and he didn't shy away from, you know, obviously a, a part of his life that, that wasn't going his way and that he's trying to improve from and he's seen counseling and all those things. So that part, uh, as a as a guy that's kind of, I don't want to say standing in judgment because that's not the right way to say it, but watching Corey Perry today, I admired the way he took all that on. I thought he did a pretty good job. And I'll tell you what, you don't have to convince me about the player. Like, I watched this guy play his whole career here. You don't tell me he won't make the Oilers better. Uh, all due respect to Adam Ernie, all due respect, but, but Corey Perry won in the OHL. He won at the World Cup. He won at the World Junior. He won at the Olympics twice. He won at the World Championships. He won a Stanley Cup. He won a heart. I mean, this guy's done nothing but win his whole career. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's fair. It's low risk, right? It's a, it's a low risk thing because really, Corey Perry, up until this incident, for 19 years, you'd never heard a peep about Corey Perry off the ice. So, um, you know, you never heard yeah. rumors of bad teammate or anything like that. And so that doesn't mean he wasn't just saying you hadn't heard about it. So usually, you know what? You hear about it often enough, then there's a little you bit. Hear of, about it. Yeah. So um, now that doesn't mean what happens is guys move around. Guys, that's sorry, fair. Jason, guys move around. Bad teammates don't stay in the same place. Right. This guy stayed in Anaheim his whole career. And then finally, his, you know, like many veterans, hell, Jerome McGinley, one of the finest men among us moved around in his career in search of Stanley Cups. Yeah. Uh, guys like, you know, guys who aren't good teammates don't play for, uh, for the Anaheim Ducks as long as Corey Perry did. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. Very fair. Uh, one last one, spec you, you look at the orders this week, Columbus comes in, uh, Chicago comes in on Thursday. And my goodness, that might be the easiest game of the year. Chicago's third game in four nights, the second half of a back to back. And, uh, they're not very good. And they kind of gave it to the orders a little bit. And when Edmonton won that game, you know, Edmonton only had 15 shots, uh, one of the lowest shot totals I've ever had in a game that they won. So I think that'll be fresh in their mind. Like these next two games here, the, the orders, you know, the, the Calgary game was the one game I thought, Oh, geez, maybe. And then they came out like gangbusters. That was their best start. Like, the first period against Columbus, to me, is the most important period of the week. I think if Edmonton's really good in the first period against Columbus, they wax them and they don't allow them to stick around. And then they kind of, you know, Nashville, you never know with Saros, maybe. But I, I think to get to 15 spec, if they have a good first period against Columbus, I think it's kind of smooth sailing to 15 straight wins. Well, yeah. You know, at this point, like at this point, they're, they've got to be playing with house money. You know, they get at this point, someone else at some point is going to get that goal that that's that uh, Sam Gagne got in Saturday night in Calgary. I mean, Edmonton deserved the break. They earned the break. They were the better team. But that was one of the goofiest goals you've seen all year. At some point, the other team's getting that goal on Edmonton, <laughs> you know, so uh, I agree with you completely. What's what's Columbus this morning? 28th in the league. Chicago's. Yeah. Are they 31st or 30th? Uh, so the, absolutely you should beat those teams. And then you got your last game before the break in Nashville. I think, and I, you know, I'll say this, it sure would be fun, 
right? It sure would be fun if they could get through this week and win the games and oh. have game 17 in Vegas when we yes. get back. I mean, that would be a ton of fun. Oh, are you kidding me? It'd be a great story. Everybody around the league would be watching. Got the defending champs against a team on a 16-game heater. And uh, can they tie an NHL record, which is a really hard record to tie. Like, let's be honest here. That's a really difficult record to tie. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that would be – listen, it's a long ways away. How many times does a really good team even go – three games all week and win them all. Usually you drop something here, drop something there. You end up with a loser point. So it's a long way from here to Vegas. But uh, I'll tell you what, if we could get there and this thing was intact, man, you're right. The entire hockey world would be tuning in on that game. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, (laughs) very true. Spec, have a great day. We will chat with you tomorrow. All right, CJ. It's Mark Spector in the Spec Report. Brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. When we come back, Kevin Woodley will uh, join us. Do the orders really need a backup? They got Pickard. Now they got Campbell playing well. They got Olivier Roderick playing well. Would they be better off looking at other positions and stick with their goalies? We'll find out what our goalie guru thinks next on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440, live on Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook. 529, welcome back. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you on Sports 1440, live on Orders Nation uh, YouTube. Of course, the Gregor Show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca, where uh, you can get in the game. And uh, remember, there are lots of opportunities. You want to uh, try sports, use the promo code SPORTS50. Or maybe if sports aren't your thing, you want to like the casinos or the slots, use promo code CASINO50 and get a free $50 wager at PlayAlberta.ca. As uh, we are going to uh, get to uh, Kevin Woodley right now. Uh, lots to talk about with the, uh, with the Woodman. Joins us now, Kev. How you doing, my man? I'm good. Waiting to go into a hockey game. Oh, nice. Um, we got lots to talk about about the uh, the Edmonton Oilers. So I want to talk. You know, people say, "Hey, Mark Andre Fleury is available." And I think when people hear the name Mark Andre Fleury, they're like, "Ah, he's such a good person. He's such a friendly guy. Everybody likes him. He's got a thousand games. He's got over five. You know, second all time in wins. Like this guy's amazing." And I, his pedigree, he's a he's a first sure Hall of Famer. There's no question. But what about today? How good is he today? Well, after a slow start to the season, what if I told you that his adjusted save percentage over the last two months actually isn't that far behind Stuart Skinner? Um, The environment in Minnesota has not been great this year. It's gotten better since the coaching change under John Hines. Um, And especially since then, He's outperformed it at a pretty significant margin. Now, that's going to be lost. I think the raw numbers, last time I checked the raw numbers, Jason, he was like just barely around 900. He might have even been below it. And a lot of people are like, he's done. But when you adjust it for the quality he's seeing, he's not. And we sort of saw that last year. Now, the one caveat is the playoffs haven't gone well for him in a little while, right? Like that's the sort of, as much as he has refined his game, and one of the things that makes him a first ballot Hall of Famer, his his willingness, even at age 39, even after all these years in the league, to constantly look for ways to get better. He's always sort of adapting his technique. And yet there are times when the pressure mounts, where in playoff situations, we see, for lack of a better term, a little bit of the old Marc-Andre Fleury come back. And that doesn't mean like, hey, listen, if you're throwing out like two pad stacks and butter stacks and poke checks, like that's okay because he actually manages those in, in key, key moments pretty well. Like he's always been consistently aggressive. 
But it's when he starts to get hyper aggressive with, with his positioning, which has been the MO in pressure moments. That's where you start to get worried, where he goes outside of all those adjustments he's made and starts chasing a little bit. And there have been times, even in recent years, even, even as he's evolved and improved the technical foundation where that has crept back in, in those pressure moments. And if you're getting the guy, you're getting them, I'm assuming in a sort of in case of emergency, in the playoffs, break glass option for the Edmonton Oilers. And that's that's a little bit concerning. But night in, night out, this year, especially in the last two months, he's been full value and a lot better than a lot of the raw numbers might indicate. You look at his cap hit. So I look at the Edmonton Oilers, and you have Calvin Pickard, who, when he's a backup, he's played quite well. Now you have Jack Campbell in the minors, who in his last 11 starts got a 921 save percentage. You have Olivier Rodrigue in his 14 starts as a 926 save percentage. If you're the Oilers organization, do you think you need a backup? Because Stuart Skinner is clearly their starter. He's going to probably play 55 to 56, start 55 to 56 games. Do you need a, a better backup than the potential three of Edmonton? It's a tough question because... If you're shopping for an upgrade, you're shopping with an, for an upgrade with the exact scenario I just painted in mind in case of emergency break class. Now, listen, that might not be Stuart Skinner stubbing his toe in the playoffs again. That might quite simply be an injury, right? And we've seen them around the league. That's the one thing I don't know that Skinner gets enough credit for, uh, his durability at a time when it's really hard to play consistently and steadily at a high level and stay healthy. Stuart's done that. Small sample, like it's, we're not into Connor Hellebuck territory. Um, but he deserves credit for that. I don't know. I don't know that he gets enough of it, but that's what you're shopping for. And I guess the question becomes, is that what you want to spend assets on? Um, because if you do need somebody else, if you're comfortable with Jack Campbell, then I would suggest you don't wait too long to get him back up here. And let's not forget, we still haven't seen Jack Campbell behind this Oilers team. We only saw Jack Campbell behind the team that couldn't defend a lick and was giving up rush chances at a rate amongst the worst in the National Hockey League. And frankly, at that point in the season, statistically at least, he was outperforming Stuart Skinner. So there's a part of me that says, hey, like if this is, if this is really an option, how much longer do you to wait before you see if it still works up here? Um, I talked earlier and I haven't checked in recently, but around the new year, checking with goalie coaches that were watching jacking the American hockey league. And they actually thought Rodrigue would be a better option at that point. Now things can change over the course. That's three weeks ago now, um, in terms of Jack being comfortable and confident in his game. At the end of the day, I don't know the answer. The Oilers have a better idea as an organization, how comfortable they are with option B, C and D. Uh, and ultimately their comfort level with that, not in a backup role, but, if we're a cup, a team with cup aspirations and we think we might need to go to somebody at any point, whether it's for injury or inconsistency, do we need a better plan B option? Their belief in those three other guys, only they know. Um, but if you, if you do think you need that upgrade, as you said, Jason, it's going to be at the expense of probably acquiring other things because a lot of them come with increased cap hits, especially if you can't move Campbell the other way as part of a deal. Yeah, and I don't, I don't see how you're going to do that at three no, years. No, exactly. Left, right? Not without huge incentives. Yeah, like Toronto doesn't have, everybody's freaking out about Toronto's got three goalies. I don't see any goalie issue in Toronto. They're going to, they're not, they're, they're just going to rotate and see which one of the three plays well. Now, listen, Toronto doesn't have a problem as long as Joseph Wall stays. When Joe, like their only problem right now is Joseph Wall's hurt. 
And if there are any questions about him getting back, but I watched him skate on the ice here in Vancouver. Uh, he was out early on Saturday morning ahead of a four o'clock start. It was just him and goalie coach Curtis Sanford. Um, I've had the pleasure of getting to know Joseph a little bit and talking to the people around him. Like, and this is ironic because we were just having the discussion about, Hey, like, are you comfortable just going in with Stuart Skinner? Um, if you're the Oilers and the way he's played, you should be. Joseph Wool was playing at an even higher level before he got hurt. He was working his way into the Vesna Trophy conversation before he got hurt. His goal saved above expected, even all this time later after that injury, remain, I believe, still top 10. He's over 10. Like, at a time when the Leafs are no longer what they were defensively, they're not as well def- good defensively as the Oilers are now, um, like they were the last couple of years, they lean more heavily on goaltending. I believe that Joseph Wall is up to that task. And so your question there is, can you get Samson off rehabilitated enough, kind of like what Edmonton needs to do with Campbell, and do you trust Martin Jones if you need him in the playoffs? The reality is, much like Edmonton and Stuart Skinner, Toronto has their guy, and I think in Joseph Wall, they got their guy for the next five, six years. Like, I believe he's going to be a legitimate number one, much the way Stuart's projecting in Edmonton. I don't know that I trust Ilya Samsonov, frankly, but he has that upside. He plays a pretty scrambly game, but when he scrambles in the right times in the right situations, he got it done the other night in Seattle. He's a decent plan B, but I, I kind of look at the sim- situation to be real similar to Edmonton. They, the only question about their number one is the fact he hasn't been in the situation very much and he's still relatively young. Other than that, there's a lot to like about both goaltenders as rising number ones in the National Hockey League. What about Morazic in Chicago? Ah, that's a really good question, Jason. And I actually hadn't looked up the numbers and I probably should have. Um, tough situation. Your expected save percentage is going to be low. You know, I, I lean on guys that watch him on a nightly basis, maybe a little more than the numbers. Um, his adjusted save percentage trends around 30th. He's still above water. He's plus 0.07%, which, Hey, like that's ahead of some other names that might surprise people. It's ahead of Andre Vasilevsky right now. It's ahead of Igor Shesterkin over the past couple of months. Alexander Georgiev. Like, so he's been pretty good for them. The issue to me with Morazic and talking to Darren Pang, who this morning, because they're obviously here in Vancouver tonight, um, he thinks he's been really good, especially at home. The thing with Morazic is he's an acrobat. Right. If you need dynamic and the Blackhawks do right now, they're giving up chances and, you know, they compete, but they need their goalie to steal games. And he's stolen more games than any goalie in the NHL. The question is, can he be the same guy behind a good team? Because a lot of the extra movements that come with the flow he plays with, the athleticism that he uses to sort of make some of the spectacular saves that allows him to have more stolen wins than any other goalie in the league at this point also tends to lead to more bad goals at times. There's a lot of extra moving parts. And so if you're a team that's solid defensively, that doesn't need an acrobat, that just needs a guy to be steady, it's a fair question to ask. I'm not critiquing him. I'm not saying he can't be. But the question right now is, he's a really good goalie right now on a bad team. Can he be a good goalie on a great team? And for teams that have cup aspirations, it's a question I think they have to ask themselves. I know there are teams that ask that question of Markstrom. He's super busy right now. He leads the league in goals saved above expected. If we plug him into a great defensive environment, are we getting the same benefit that the Calgary Flames have been this year, Putting, asking him to stop bullets in his teeth on a near-nightly basis? And so good goalie in the spot he's in right now, but fair to ask questions about whether he'd be a help for a lot of teams come playoff time because the environment and the pressures change considerably. 
And uh, one last one, uh, UC Saros. The Preds are here on Saturday. What's up with Saros? You know, overall the numbers are down below expected. And then, I, I, you know, as I was filtering some numbers to run Stuart Skinner, I was surprised to sort of see where Stuart Skinner's been in the last couple of months. And I don't even know if I mentioned that, like ahead of some really big names, like the list of guys ahead of Skinner over the last two months in adjusted save percentage is really short. It's like Markstrom and Hellebuck, Joey Decord, Alex Lyon, the list of guys below him, Swayman, Allmark, Charlie Lindgren, who's been a great story all year. Um, you know, you think of Thatcher Demko, who's a Vezina candidate. You know, he's a full percentage point below where Stuart Skinner has been in the last couple of months. Um, but then when I looked at the same list, lo and behold, Yusuf Saros isn't that far below. So I think it's been just a season of inconsistency. For UC Soros, he still has that high level. He got off to a better start than he typically does. Is normally a slow starter, and then he dipped right through mid-December. Since then, last couple of months, um, you know, or li- like since mid-November, there's been ups and downs. But overall, still a guy who's showing capabilities of being that elite number one goalie, like he was for the last two seasons. So, you know, it hasn't been the season we've come to expect from the previous two consistency-wise for UC Saros, but clearly when the numbers add up to this overall over the last two months, he still has that ability to steal games for the National Predators. Maybe they're just a team that's asking him to do it a little too often. Yeah, that's probably a little bit of it. And then uh, we'll see if he can shut down the orders, potentially going for 16 games in a row on uh, on Saturday night. So it's quite. And Stuart Skinner doesn't surprise. Stuart Skinner's been unbelievable here for uh, for a long stretch of time. He has been exceptional in games. I, I honestly, the, the only goal that you'd question was a goal that got called back for being offside the other game. Uh, that's it. He has been he's been remarkable for the Edmonton Oilers for a long stretch of time here, and it uh, looks like he'll play tomorrow, and then probably get the day off against Chicago, and then play again on Saturday. And he's projected to be. If I look at my numbers, I think as long as they're smart in the second half, Kev, or after when technically I guess not second half, but after the All Star break, they have thirty seven games, eight sets of back to back. If Stuart Skinner plays twenty three games out of the thirty seven. Then he'll make 56 starts. If it's 24, it's 57. I don't think that's exactly right. That's the it, number you want. That's, that's your sweet spot right there. Teams no longer talking about 60, 65, 55 is your sweet spot. We talked about his durability. He's still a young guy. Like I'm with you, Jason. And, and, and it's a good reminder, right? Like what were we talking about when things were going so poorly? We were talking about the environment, right? And being so bad against the rush. Since they've improved that, his numbers are off the chart. As we said at the time, Stuart Skinner did not forget how to play goal. And yet, the pressure that came with that start for the entire team, but for him as a second-year number one goaltender in the NHL, sometimes even I forget, as a big Stuart Skinner backer who who said at the time he didn't forget how to play goal, sometimes I even I forget how much pressure that is in that market, in any Canadian market. And the growth mindset, the way he answers questions after games, even after loss, the way he owns responsibility, man, there's so much to love about that kid. And so you're happy from the outside as an observer to see that recognition come uh, and to see him have this success because it couldn't have been easy. Like a lot of times, and, and hey, Dustin Schwartz has gotten hammered on in that market too. A lot of times when things go that poorly, goalies, goalie coaches, you might start to chase changes. And... Well, you're always trying to evolve and improve. If you go outside of your foundation chasing change, things usually go poorly. And so credit to both of them to sort of doubling down on what they do well. Don't ignore the things that aren't going well, but just to sort of regroup as a partnership, but also Stuart Skinner as a young number one. Man, like just deserves massive credit for that. 
Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, lots of pressure. Just like people freak, oh, he had one play. Yeah, you mean he was a rookie in the playoffs, his first time in the playoffs didn't go great? Like Connor McDavid's or many other forwards or defensemen? Like, I don't I don't put too much stock in what happened last year in the postseason for Stuart Skinner this coming season in the in the postseason. Not to mention the, uh, you know, the orders were pretty leaky at times defensively. Now, he wasn't as good as he wanted. There was two goals at key times. Uh, you know, in game five, the goal from the point. I'm sorry, that, that can't go in, but... Um, first time in, I think he'll be a lot better this year. He prides himself on mental toughness, and, and I think he showed that this season. As always, Kev, great stuff, man. Enjoy the game tonight. I will. Thank you very much. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'll talk to you next week. It's Kevin Woodley from Ingo Magazine, NHL.com. It's our big guest of the day, brought to you by Silent Ice or uh, Silent Rides Charter Company, one of Alberta's premier bus charter companies with state of the art motor coaches safely taking you or your group to your next destination. Go to silentrides.ca and book your ride today. When we come back, you'll hear from Corey Perry and more on the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show here on Sports 1440 brought to you by PlayAlberta.ca. Go all in on excitement with Play Alberta. Sign up today and use code SPORTS50 and get a free $50 bet. Connor Halley, Declan Kruger with you here as we wrap up this Monday, January 22nd edition of the show, live from the EUL studios here at West Edmonton Mall. Of course, the Oilers off today, back in action tomorrow when they'll take on the Columbus Blue Jackets, looking to extend their win streak. They've got the Chicago Blackhawks in town on Thursday and then on Saturday at 2 o'clock. Oilers taking on the Preds before their break. they got the All-Star game mixed in there. The Edmonton Oilers will then come back on the 6th of February down in Vegas. I'm sure the Oilers fans will travel extremely well for that one. Of course, the big news of the day, in case you missed it, Corey Perry signing with the Oilers for the remainder of the season. $775,000 contract with some bonuses mixed in there as well. He hasn't played since November when his contract was terminated by the Chicago Blackhawks. He spoke to the media today, uh, started off here with his opening statement just regarding all the things that happened and, and what he's done to really get back into the NHL. You know, uh, over the last two months, um, 
I've really had a, a chance to reflect and um, you know get the help and and take full responsibility for what happened in Chicago uh, and and try to better myself and you know those are the those are the things that I've been working on. I've been working on uh, with people in in the mental health field and um, you know in in different fields. So it's you know it, it's been a, a a long time to get back to this to this spot um, to be back on that ice with with players and in, in the NHL. And um, you know I have to have to thank. Um, you know my family, my friends, all the all the support I've gotten, the support from my my counselors, and just trying to better myself each and every day. And um, from where I was two two months ago to where I am today, I think uh, you know it's it's been a world of difference. The, the help that I've gotten and and to where I've come from, where I've come from. Um, you know, on the hockey side, I'm excited to be here. This is a passionate fan base. It's uh, it's an exciting, exciting town, exciting time of uh, of the Oilers organization. I mean, you look around that room. You got uh, some pretty tremendous players in in, uh, in Connor, Leon, um, Darnell, and the list just keeps going on. So, um, like I said, I gotta say say thank you to the Oilers organization, um, to Ken, to to everybody involved, to you know, to to be here, sitting here today, and, and talking in front of you guys. He would also go on to talk a little bit about uh, you know getting the advice, getting the help. Uh, Jason Greger actually asked the question. We'll leave that part in there so you can hear exactly what the question was in Corey's response. You'd mentioned in your original statement back in November how you were you know looking to get help for mental health and some substance abuse counselors. Um, what do you say to the people out there? Because lots of people maybe are going through similar stuff like that. Uh, what advice to give them? What did you learn about yourself during the last few months in regards to that? Um, you know, this whole situation is not easy. Um, but if you do have a problem, get help. Seek out um, you know, there's there's no shame in it. It's just if you need the help, go find it and uh, and and treat yourself. I mean, you, you, when I when I get up in the in the morning every day now, it's I can look uh, I can look myself in the mirror and be happy about myself and and where I'm going and uh, and be proud of of what I've done over over the last two months. There you go, New Oilers forward Corey Perry speaking to the media earlier today. Of course, you can check that whole conversation out. Uh, we had some tidbits there. I know Declan and Low Tide played it earlier on on the lowdown with Low Tide. Uh, that's going to do it for us here on the Jason Greger Show today. If you missed anything, make sure you head over to uh, anywhere where you get your podcast friends, Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever it might be. Make sure you subscribe to our shows as well. If you don't have that link and you'd like it, text into one 833 Right now, I can text it over to you and click on your phone. It will take you right there. Very, very simple. Big thank you to all of our guests that joined us on the program today. Of course, Cam Tate with a two-minute warning. We also had Terry Ryan, our co-host from 3 till 5. Corey Massasak of the Denver Post joined us to talk about the Colorado Avalanche. Andy Petrillo of One Soccer and CBC Sports. Speck and Kevin Woodley. Tomorrow on the show, lots to get to. Of course, we'll get you ready for the Oilers. And uh, we'll have a... A Hall of Famer on as well. Brad Slater lined up something special. That'll be at 2 o'clock on the Jason Greger Show tomorrow right here on Sports 1440. Right now, though, we'll get to a sports update brought to you by Douglas Mattresses, named Canada's best mattress on Canada Living, loved more by more than 200,000 Canadians, plus over 10,000 five-star reviews. Douglas.ca slash Oilers Nation. Have a great night, everyone. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 